welcome to the fourth episode of The Expat Wife. In the last three episodes, I was telling my story in somewhat chronological order. Still, it feels like the chapter is a little more complicated, as so many things happened at the same time, but were only apparent to me when looking at it in hindsight. The good thing is I'm able to know the ex exact time frame when all these things happened. All these stories I'm telling today happened between March 28th, so the day of our arrival, and September 6th, 2016. And why do I know this so precisely? Because that was the day I thought, it can't get worse, so let's go. But first things first. Let's talk about our arrival, having no furniture and no internet. After our arrival, we stayed for the first nights in a hotel. The kids' school wouldn't start until April 8th, and so we had time. We had this empty house and were able to set it up exactly the way we wanted. It was a nice feeling after living for nearly five years in rented furniture. We went to the Swedish furniture store daily. Until husband asked, how about getting furniture from a different brand? So I bought loads of stuff at another shop. Unfortunately, this furniture was all broken after weeks. So we returned to Sweden. The first day of school for the kids was great. I was really concerned about my son. So I was so worried he could be missing his friends in China so much that he wouldn't open up to new ones. Well, but his teacher was excellent. When I tried to tell her how worried I was, she gently pushed me out of the room and told me, he will be fine. Well, what to say, he was. And so was our daughter. And as a family, we enjoyed that we were able to drive a car. Husband and I tried far too much good Hungarian wine and all seemed great. Well, except husband was occupied with work after day two. I had made the decision not to work and become a housewife full-time, no other commitments. I saw so many women doing it and being happy that I thought I also wanted to do this and so focused on setting up our life. And do you remember the culture shock? It hit me very early and looking back now, I know, it hit me as my expectations were far too high. But let me explain. While living in China, we were dependent on other people. Even though we spoke Chinese, it was never good enough to do everything on our own. We weren't allowed to drive our own car. For simple things, we needed a translator. And so we were looking forward to be in a European country, learning enough Hungarian within a few weeks and being German-English native, our life would be easy. Well, this was the first disappointment. I started Hungarian lessons on the second day kids were in school, but when I felt Chinese was easy, I was really arrogant and wasn't listening when everyone told me Hungarian is the hardest language in the world. Well, they were right. Hungarian isn't a language that allows mistakes and requires sitting down and learning. Something I neither had the patience nor the time. So I was very disappointed not being able to speak after a few days, as I had imagined. Which, of course, doesn't make it easier. And in Hungary, as in Germany and most other European countries, not everyone speaks English. So this was my very first downfall point. 
And also, I was used to stick out. And when going to a supermarket in China, everyone was aware I'm a foreigner and didn't speak the languages, which annoyed me on one hand, but now I missed it. As I always had to apologize and explain, I realized that it sometimes made life easier to be an obvious outsider. The most stressful situation happened when my husband was on a business trip in the U.S., Yes, he left after eight days. Something we know now was a huge mistake, but we didn't think about it. As I consider myself as a very independent woman, and in China, he was most of the time traveling the world, and so he left. At this work, we didn't have a working internet connection, as it was complicated. I never understood the problem, but anyway, so husband was gone, kids were in school, and I was awaiting the arrival of the internet technician. When he came, he was a very tall guy. And I, after five years in China, was used to being the tallest beside my husband. Anyway, he started working, and all of a sudden he started shouting around. And I didn't understand, and so... I went to him and said, in my best Hungarian, problema? I got a furious look and he picked up the empty router box and threw it through the living room. The only thing I was able to do was running out of the room onto the balcony. Not the smartest place to hide, I know. And panic called husband. Well, no idea what he could have done, but I did. Did did internet guy didn't follow me. I heard him mumbling in the living room. So... I woke husband up in the US. He was, thank God, away quickly and simply calmed me down and told me to call the real estate agent. She was at this point the only Hungarian person I knew besides my landlord, but I wasn't able to think further. So she answered. I told her what was going on and she told me to hand over the phone. The guy yelled at her he, and she explained he brought the wrong router and was annoyed. Well, This was cultural shock number one. I have never had something like this again afterwards, and I only met really nice Hungarian men, but my perception was destroyed. So he left, and it took another four weeks until we finally had internet in the house, and this guy never returned. But okay, same week, one day later, my son got up in the morning and said, Mom, I can't see. Well, after my first shock, I talked to him, And he was able to see, but everything was a bit blurry. Thank God I knew which doctor to go to as husband's company had provided me with a list. So I called the first doctor. And the answer was, this is an emergency and you need to go to the emergency doctor. I looked at my son and thought, well, it didn't seem like a life-threatening situation and I wasn't able to communicate in a local hospital. So I said, no, it isn't an emergency. He just need to see a doctor. And so she said, then you can come in three weeks' time, leaving me with a what? After two minutes going backwards and forwards, I gave up and called husband. He then called his colleague who was with him in the US, who then made the appointment for me at a different clinic. There I went with my son. They figured out that it was probably, he was probably simply hungry, a common thing with fast-growing boys. So all good. But, well, what did we learn, learn from this story? Well, 
what did we learn from this story and which advice would we give to other people? Husbands, don't go on business trips on week one. And wives, put your foot down when husband wants to go. Because I consider myself as very strong and independent, but sometimes it is good to be in it together. And to be honest, husband didn't feel comfortable being away after hearing me nearly jumping off a balcony and his son becoming blind. But now let's move to the next part. As mentioned, I made a decision to become a dedicated mother and wife. And after the intense time in China, it felt like a good decision. I thought about to become a member of the parent-teacher organization and simply do things for the school on a voluntary base. And so it came to a great surprise that there was an email going around saying that the current president wants to step down and is looking for a new team. And so I went for this meeting and listened. The lady there said that she doesn't want to do it anymore and was looking for a successor. And she was looking around the table and no one said yes. And well, here I was, the one who learned that to say yes. And I heard myself saying, I can do it. No one knows me yet, but I'm an international school teacher and maybe it is even good if you have someone who knows both sides. And her response was, Thank you. But no, a teacher shouldn't do it as it is too close to the teachers and you wouldn't be able to represent the parents. I have to say, this was such an irritating response that I didn't know what to say. And so I said, oh yeah, sure, you're fully right. And didn't dare to raise my hand for another job as I wasn't parent enough. So I went home and was frustrated. But hey, I still could become a teacher. So I went the next day to the head of school and said, do you need a cover teacher? And his response was, unfortunately, no. We do cover internally. But send me your CV, which I did. And he organized me an interview at an international kindergarten, which I felt so incredible, unbelievable, nice and kind of him. Maybe he saw how lost I was. But unfortunately, I didn't like the position. But I couldn't say that, and so I told them I couldn't take the job as I needed more time with my kids, which was correct, as it would have been a full-time position, and I still wanted to be very dedicated to my husband and children. But I felt a little bored. So through my husband's work, I got an interview at a local kindergarten who was looking for a native German teacher. But again, I didn't like it. I know I sounded pickish, and maybe I was, but I also have to say, in retrospective, I was still missing my friends and life in China a lot. I missed being known for who I am and not having to explain who I am. Okay, and now I need to tell a story that is important for the next episode. In this searching mood, in this feeling of being lost, I went to a parent event in school where the head of school wanted to make some announcements. And when I arrived, there was a very lo lovely German lady who recognized me as new and talked to me. And when I told her which company my husband works for, she became very excited and said, 
Oh, you have to meet Sandra. Her husband works for the same company. You can become friends. And well, if there's something I always try to avoid was mingling with husbands, work colleagues, wives. Simply as I didn't want to mix it up. And my ongoing joke was, if I have to talk to anyone from your work, I'll accidentally will something inappropriate and you will be fired. Well, and so there was Stephanie trying to introduce me to Sandra. And I looked at Sandra and decided that I can't stand her. A typical expert lady with her head up high. And when Stephanie, very excited, shouted across the room, Sandra, you need to meet Tina, your husband's our colleagues. She gave me the most arrogant look and we agreed that we couldn't stand each other. Well, yes, I said last episode, never judge. But this wasn't judging. This was knowledge. I didn't like her. And whenever I saw her ever after, we ignored each other. So, good. That was my story with Sandra. Everyone needs someone they can't stand, right? And so I was at home cleaning toilets, going shopping, trying to buy a car, which ended up with me sitting in our rental car, crying like mad and realizing that at least I cried in a beautiful city. As this is like a kitsch movie, I came out of a car dealer who told me I couldn't buy a car because of... I didn't understand. So I drove a few kilometers until I couldn't hold back my tears and stopped on the other side of the parliament building in Budapest, overlooking the Danube. And having the parliament in the background, and whenever you have been to Budapest, this is the most beautiful view. Since then, I have a deep love and hate relationship with this view, as it reminds me that even sometimes the world is cruel, there's something nice in it. With the help of, again, husband's colleagues, we could buy a small second-hand car, which I called Haribo. Haribo will play many important roles in this episode and also the upcoming. But after many more days of cleaning bathrooms, I realized that I couldn't go on like this and that I simply wasn't happy. For the parents, I wasn't a parent. For the teachers, I wasn't a teacher. For myself, I wasn't enough housewife, even though I felt I should be. I was a mess. And so on Saturday morning, I took all my courage and said to my husband, I am not happy. And his reaction, he looked at me and you could see his concerns. We had seen so many relationships falling apart and there was one thing we knew we wouldn't, wouldn't want for us and this was our relation falling apart. But we also knew we both needed to be happy. And so he said, what is it what you want to do? And I just could say, I don't know. So in the end, we had a long chat about what I loved and what I didn't like And I realized that the happiest ever I was as an art teacher. And so we ended up searching the internet for a course or a training to become a fully qualified art teacher. As I didn't want to apply for jobs as a, well, I once taught art, art teacher, I wanted to become fully qualified. 
And after only a few minutes of searching, I found a course in Nuremberg, Germany to become a creativity educator. It would start in October. One weekend per month for two years, it was com a combination of art teaching and counseling, so really great for all my interests. So in August, as part of our summer holiday, we went to their open day. It felt perfect, and so I signed up. And the whole summer was amazing. We traveled all over Europe, and yes, we were everywhere. Germany, France, Switzerland, England, Austria, meeting friends from China, meeting family and friends from before China. And with a heart full of joy, we came back. I had made one friend before we left for the summer. She was always busy, but at least there was someone I could talk to. Because I felt lonely. But having her in, my, in the back of my head, it felt better. But then she texted me saying that, unfortunately, they had to leave Budapest within a week. This was September 3rd. And remember when I was talking about you can't talk about your plans? But she was fully overwhelmed by herself, as it was even for her too quick. But she had to move the kids to a new country and give them the chance to start the school year with everyone else. Her husband would leave later. But so she told me she would host a farewell breakfast in a cafe. And what to say, I knew all the ladies would come from the parent meeting. And as I felt not welcome for being a teacher, I didn't know what to do. My friend wanted me to come, but I felt so anxious of going there. So I had a deep think for the next three days, and I didn't know what to do. Well, and so the morning of September 6th, 2016 arrived. And I had to make a decision. Upsetting my friends or just going, because I literally had nothing to lose and being depressed at home versus versus depressed in a cafe? Well, at least I, I could eat cake when being depressed in the cafe. And my companion Haribo would wait outside for me and come to rescue if needed. And so I went. And as always, I was early. One by one, the ladies arrived and we were all awkwardly standing there. I didn't know what to talk and there was she. A lady I hadn't seen before, for whatever reasons, we were the only ones not talking, but standing next to each other in silence. And when we went into the cafe, we sat next to each other. We started talking and she introduced herself as having just moved from Canada to Budapest. Our kids had the same first day and funny enough, her son and my daughter went into the same class. And she told me that this was her 15th move. And after two minutes of talking, we completely forgot the world around us. We shared the same interest in art. She was a fiber artist. I told her about my love for art teaching, and so we talked. Until she said after an hour, I'm sorry. Meeting you was wonderful, but I need to go. I'm attending a North American women's organization's meeting, which starts soon. And so she looked at me and said, it sounds silly, but you want to join? Me? I'm not North American. She? 
it doesn't matter, just come. And so I thought, well, say yes and think later. And what to say? This meeting and meeting her changed everything. From this day on, she and I were hanging out every day, discovering the city and having fun for a whole year. I learned about American culture and how essential expat groups are when arriving and feeling lost. We went to all kind of museums and it was just wonderful. Well, until expat reality hit because her husband got a job on the other side of the world and I had to move, which was very upsetting and nearly heartbreaking. But on the selfish side, at least I had found my grounds. I was studying, I have started working at school and had made some other friends. So it was very hard to see her go. And But the good thing is, we are still friends and we still talk at least on a weekly basis, if not more often. And it is good to know that friendships can last without any boundaries. Okay, and here I come to an end for this episode. And the next episode, I might talk about our last few months in Budapest, how Budapest came to an end. And, well, I don't want to talk about too much what's going to happen next episode, but I can tell you it's not getting boring. And here we end. My name is Tina. I'm the host of this show. Take good care. Thank you.